0: The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. News when you need it, fun when you want it. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad. You know, Jay, I wanted to settle a couple of arguments with you this afternoon. Not arguments, disagreements, but before we do, people are still texting us about their first car, and some of these are very funny, like uh, this one. The Pinto, the carbecue that seats four.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did anyone have a van with a mural or dingo balls? How about chain steering wheel and a garacha horn? Do
0: you remember when that was a thing that you would get vans, uh, like utility vans, and then put paneling inside and chairs and everything else? How about this Uh, my first car was a lime green 98 olds regency diesel (laughs) i hated that car but seemed to be a bit popular in high school for reasons i can't repeat (laughs) but all i ever wanted was a truck that from craig
1: ken here first vehicle in 1972 cutlass supreme he changed Uh, that
0: to 73 by the way but
1: oh did he okay it was a chick magnet until I blew the engine racing. Those were the days. 17, and I paid for it myself. Good <laughs> My on My first you.
0: truck was an 85 Ford Ranger. It was red and white. We called it Rusty. Self-explanatory. The only thing it was, or the only thing it had was air conditioning because the door frames were so rusty, <laughs> the wind would get in. <laughs> and this one, first car, 69 Plymouth Sports Suburban Station Wagon. That's right. 1969 Plymouth made a sporty station wagon. <laughs> hashtag ahead of their time. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of things, not a big uh, thing, but I, f- I saw this today and I thought, I'm going to keep this and post it. I'm going to pin it to my wall at my little cubicle there, because we often talk about millennials, right? And we say, oh, they you know, millennials have done this or millennials have done that. And then when you try and define what a millennial is for people my age, it's like, well, I think that's anyone younger than me as a millennial. But there's an institute called the Pew Research Center, and apparently well-respected for whatever. I'm not really sure. Uh, but they just put out, uh, with authority, I should tell you, a list of who you are, depending on when you were born. And I so I thought for our listeners...
1: Yeah, because they were saying, you know, we have to get to the point of the millennial... That, that generation that, has to end. We have to have, exactly, have a for the next exactly. one. Yeah.
0: So if you were born... Uh, Between 1928 and 1945, and I I honestly hadn't heard this before, but 1928 to 1945, you are considered the silent generation. Mm. If you were born 1946 to 1964, as I was, you're a baby boomer. Yes. Uh, If you were born 1965 to 1980, you're Gen X. And then millennials are those born 1981 to 1996. So anyone after... 81,
1: 85. No, born
0: 1981 to 1986. But Gen X goes to 85? No, Gen X goes to 80. 1965 to 1980 is Gen X. And 1981 to 96 is millennials. So for anyone born after 96, there is no agreed upon official name yet for that generation, although many refer to it as the Z generation or Z. So there it is. If so, we can no longer blame everything on millennials. They have to have been born between eighty-one and eighty and uh, ninety-six. <laughs> so I just I'm going to keep that because it comes up in conversation often. Right, putting that in the big blue folder at the bottom there.
1: Ninety-six, two
0: thousand six. The other be
1: twenty-two now. If you're born in ninety-six, right? Yeah.
0: See, Hunter's Hunter uh, would be. He's past ninety-six, so he has no identity, I suppose, yet. We'll call them the Z generation, just for the sake of argument. Um, The other thing was, and I didn't watch the Oscars uh, last night. You know, we were talking about what we did for the weekend. The Oscars never came up in conversation. I didn't watch them, but an ad ran, apparently, during the Oscars for House of Cards. Mm-hmm. And do you remember, you and I were talking, and I but said, what well, was
1: I, going to happen when, yeah, you know, with all the Spacey stuff, yeah?
0: Right. And I said, I, I thought that it was coming back, and you had said, no, they shut down production. But it is coming back. So there was an ad for it, season six, mm-hmm. the trailer. Kevin Spacey is nowhere to be seen nope. in the trailer. Uh, And we don't know, but we've, you know, Netflix let him go after allegations of uh, sexual misconduct. Um, But it shows his wife instead, uh, that's uh, who Robin Wright, as Claire Underwood, uh, standing and saying, we've just begun. But it is official that it is the last season. So it will come back again. It's such a good show.
1: It is a good show. You know, what I love the first two seasons. The third season was kind of like, mm. yeah, it had a, it we had never a bit finished of a, it.
0: up and fall. Oh, we really? We it, no. Ah, well, it, it, you know, I mean, it was so different when it came out and it was just so well written and so well mm-hmm. acted that, yeah, it, it did sort of, I felt, get off track a little bit and maybe challenge the suspension of disbelief. You know, theory like would that really have happened yeah. at the White House or whatever? But it seemed to have gotten back on track again last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, until of course the entire train came off the track with Kevin Spacey. Yeah. They're going to have to rewrite um, and refilm some of what they had already filmed because they have yeah. to uh, come up with a way to get rid of <laughs> Kevin Spacey, <laughs> in which they can't film because they
1: he's, he's not, not part there. of it.
0: Right? So it'll be interesting to see how
1: they do that. Yeah, he might
0: just disappear. Uh, you know, might uh, whatever. I don't know. Like if you're writers and you, you've written the perfect finale season and then suddenly you lose your lead actor, that's got to be challenging. Uh huh. Uh huh. So we shall see. Um,
1: did wa- I did watch the Oscars last did you? night? How long was it? Uh, well, three hours, three and a half hours, I think.
0: So here's what I've been told:
1: did not watch. I did not see the Kimmel opening monologue. Didn't okay. see that kind that of. That would be one afterwards. of the only reasons I would. Yeah, watch I totally it. forgot that it was on, oh. and then uh, Coach was flipping around, so
0: and saw it. Yeah. So did you enjoy it?
1: I didn't mind it.
0: I, I've been told, and I don't want to, you know, take a, a political stand here. I just I'm telling you what I've read uh, and some commentary that I've seen about it. That if you're a middle aged white guy, you found it really boring, and if you're not, there was something there for you because there was a lot of inclusiveness. There was more women represented, more minorities represented. There was. Um, there was a lot of speeches. Uh, I was told, but again, I didn't yeah, watch it. I,
1: I, I found it not to be as Paul uh, political as some of the other award shows this season. Actually, I think um, Jimmy Kimmel made it very clear, kind of right off the top, like, "Let's get going. Let's get through these." Mm-hmm. Um, and then they gave away the jet ski for the shortest <laughs> speech. Yeah, well, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So someone kind of... I sort
0: of saw a reference yeah. to that. So that was not like a draw or anything. Like oh, whoever gave the shortest speech I got a jet ski. Not, yeah. What's so, brilliant? brilliant.
1: Um, yeah, I just find, you know, they could probably narrow that down to, you know, five or six awards. Um, you know, the best editing, the best sound effects. I'm not sure that you need to to sit through all of that. Because really, all anyone is interested in is uh, actor, actresses um, in the yeah. in, in the roles, the Supporting screenplay, perhaps, whatever. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And the, the, the movie of the year, right? So Did you see I have the, not seen any of the movies that were nominated. Well, so I'm just I, gonna, I couldn't pass judgment on it. I've of them. seen
0: one. I saw Get Out. Oh, okay, yeah. And when I was watching Twitter and I was seeing who was winning, because I wasn't watching the award show itself, and, I, and it won as, I think, original screenplay, and I said to uh, Carol, what's Get Out about? Like, have we seen that? And she's like, yeah, no, we saw it. And I was like, well, remind me what <sighs> we had about and So she, this is how much of an impact it had on me. So she reminded me what the story was, and then I remembered the movie. And all I could think was that one as best original screenplay because I thought, I, it seemed like a, an, I don't know, I just did, I didn't hate it. But it was like, well, that was not an Academy Award winning movie in comparison to the movies that I've seen over the years, like iconic yeah. type movies like The Godfather, whatever. I don't even know how you compare it to that, but I haven't watched the other movies. Yeah. So I don't know. It just. It,
1: yeah, I, yeah, I'm always just interested to see what's going to to happen, what uh, folks might say. I'm, I'm I'm more interested in seeing what they're wearing. Th- what they're wearing. Yeah, I, knew yeah you, I, say I, that. I like I like seeing that. I like to see how the blues for the guys were uh, quite popular last. Did
0: night. you see uh, the story about uh, Frances McDormand's yeah. uh, Oscar? So she had one for what uh, best best actress best actress for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. And there's if you go to YouTube, there's a video up of a fellow by the name of uh, where's his name? Because I had to Google him, Terry Bryant. So he's a 47 year old guy, Terry Bryant. Apparently, he got a ticket to the to the ball afterwards. Whatever that the uh, governor's big, ball, the governor's ball. Yeah. And at some point, took that opportunity to grab her Oscar, like stole it off mm-hmm. her table, and then while still in the ball, <laughs> uh, filmed himself or had somebody film him. Uh, showing people the Oscar, saying that it was his for producing the best musical score or something. Um, I think, you know, those credentials were based on him wanting to score. But he's letting people hold it, kiss it. Um, he's he's talking about, well, where's uh, Kimmel's party? I'm, I'm going to that next or whatever. Now, whoever's filming appears to the voice appears to be a woman. She's holding a cell phone. You can hear her saying near the end. Okay, we got to get going. Like, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. He was arrested. Uh-huh, good. Uh, yeah, charged with uh, grand theft felony, I believe. Yeah, uh, suspicion of felony grand theft. And he's being held on $20,000 on of bail until uh, t- this morning. So he might be out now. But the actress herself, Frances McDormand, now she realized she had lost her Oscar. Uh-huh. She notified security, and they were on the lookout for it. And that's how they were able to track him down while still at the ball. And when they recovered the Oscar, she had said they recovered the Oscar without finding him at first. And she had said she didn't want him charged. She was just pleased to get her Oscar back. Let's forget about it. But LAPD disagreed with that and uh, charged him.
1: Speaking of videos, did you see the video of uh, those... So-called Oilers fans uh, heckling. I watched that as well. Connor McDavid uh, as he was uh, what going into a restaurant or heading out with his uh, with his parents. Do you know? I? I'm sort of
0: I'm sort of drawn a bit on this because obviously it's inappropriate. It was rude and just childish. Um, I'm drawn on it because I don't even want to give it more light of day.
1: Yeah. All I want to say is that you guys are jerks. I mean, yeah, really, it's, it's just a real so jerk Not move. classy move. And and when you see some hockey players coming through town and who don't want to play here anymore?
0: Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Can I just say this? A lot of people defended Connor McDavid. A lot of people stepped up to say how good a season he's had despite how the team's... Had. They were basically justifying saying that what the heckles were were inaccurate or wrong and to me that's not the argument you don't heckle people when they're out they're just out in public with their parents Mm -hmm. having supper Mm -hmm. i wouldn't i don't care if the guy plays hockey or doesn't play hockey or
1: if you want to yell at him in the rink whatever knock yourself out but as he's walking out um come on just be a little bit classier exactly and the, the laugh oh that the laugh
0: i want to identify who the who's woman who, who's laughing I think just
1: it was a woman i think it was a guy
0: oh the even worse really well the, he she needs to be deported because that was like the most cringeworthy part of that video not his heckle and then you know connor mcdavid handled it
1: oh it just kept on he going kept i on mean walking, serious right? i mean connor's dealt I'm with sure <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that, was that was just that nails on like, a chalkboard just... that giggling It's uh, 2.50 on the 6.30 Chat Afternoon News.
0: Yeah, it sure is. Uh, hey, listen, uh, we're going to have to take uh, another break here shortly, but... Uh are we still on Oscars? I I can't recall. We moved on to We
1: moved on to the um the the video of the Oh those, yeah yeah cuz I was uh, talking about
0: the video of the guy with the Oscar. That's right.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah, the people heckling uh Connor.
0: Cuz I saw this and uh, just I'll run through it really quickly. I just I thought it was interesting so maybe some of our listeners will too. When you see the audience at the Oscars at the Dolby Theater, How do you get your ticket? Like, who gets a a ticket? It's really become, apparently, it has always been considered the hottest ticket in town, but it's now a much harder ticket to get. And here's the reason. It's simple math. The Dolby Theater uh, holds 3,400 people on four levels, uh, including 20 opera boxes. So 3,400 is is that's how many are going to be there for the taping. Um, Oscar nominees and there were 200 this year, each receive a pair of tickets, and they can re- uh, request an additional pair, which they almost all do.
1: And swag bags worth $100,000. Exactly,
0: exactly, so they get, uh, there's a whole bunch of tickets gone there, uh, about 800, and then they have the show's broadcasting network, ABC gets a bunch, the telecast sponsors, the production team, the accountants, the legal team, media, academy, museum so on and on and on, people who are in the background of the thing all get their share of tickets, and then movie studios receive a proportionate in theory to the number of nominations their movies earned. So that's a right. Uh, And after you account for all of that, oh, including, by the way, because of where television cameras are positioned, some seats are horrible. Mm -hmm. So they have seat sitters in those. So they're not available to a regular ticket holder. They pay people to sit in the seats. And you know that those guys also run down during commercial breaks and fill empty seats so that the place always looks full. So that leaves just a few hundred seats For the 8,298 people who are in the academy that qualify to get a ticket. And these days that number is getting bigger because all the criticism about uh, minorities not being represented, women not being represented. So they're getting more and more members, which means it's harder and harder to get a ticket. So apparently it's become a black market uh, item In Hollywood, that once you, the only way you get a ticket, if you're a member of an academy, of the academy, but you don't fall in any of the categories I've just told you, is there's a draw. And apparently it's so antiquated that an email comes out and says, okay, you can go in the draw. You have to go down, fill out a pen and paper, (laughs) a ballot, and put it in. I don't mind that. Yeah, and then they draw and say who got the tickets. After that? It's just a free-for-all. Like, you've got to now phone somebody, beg somebody, try and get somebody to give up their tickets so you can go. And even after that's all decided, it's not rush seating, obviously. So they have to sit there like the biggest wedding ever and plan who sits with who and where, right? absolutely. So generally, the first few rows are well-known, recognizable stars, which is another thing among Hollywood A-listers that if you're not in the first four rows you take a serious look at your career.
1: Yeah, I was surprised at where some of the folks were sitting last night. I, I can't remember who it was. But I thought, oh, that that's surprising. I didn't think that they'd like be too that far, far back. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And see, well, it could be as a result Actually, of...
1: Actually, I think it was Kobe. Kobe Bryant because Kobe Bryant won an Oscar last night. He
0: did, although I wouldn't consider him a Hollywood A-lister. I would oh, consider no, him a sports an, A-lister for sure. Yeah, all-star, come on. Sure. He's one well, of the, no, one of the sure. world's
1: best, but yeah, I See, was just
0: surprised at that one. Because apparently if you take the first four rows of these recognizable figures, but some of them have gone through divorces, are separated, oh, yeah. or have feuds going yeah. on, so they have to separate those as well. So <laughs> somebody has to sit there and go, oh my goodness, like he's divorced her and whatever. And then you have to take the nominees who they think will win. And this is the weird part. Put them close to the And put them edge. right at the edge so that it doesn't take them long to get to the stage. So that's another thing. If you're nominated for yeah. an Oscar, but in the middle of the theater, they didn't think you were going to win. <laughs> so there's this whole game that goes on when it comes to tickets. When you get your tickets, you look and go, oh, I'm not going to win.
1: Did you see that um, video of Jennifer Garner? No. Uh, she's clapping away, and she looked absolutely stunning last night she's in the crowd she's clapping 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 and then it, she stops it's like she realized she left her curling iron on at home or something like that and she's just like and then goes back to clapping and someone caught it on video mm-hmm. it's it's it just everyone's not, everyone's now wondering like what did you remember at that moment
0: <laughs> that's hilarious
1: you know out of everything so we, don't from last night, we don't know we well, don't
0: know we need to find out because now I'm interested. i
1: will have to show you the video.
0: Well, first I'll have to Google and see who that is.
1: Jennifer Garner? Yeah. Was married to Ben Affleck?
0: Oh, of course. Jennifer Garner. She's beautiful. She was in, uh, what's that one I love? The movie, television show movie? Wait, was it? Was that one about 30? The thing about 30, yes. I do remember that now. That was not...
1: Right
0: here. Nope, still nothing. <laughs> I am really bad at this. Let's see watch. This is her at the Oscars. Oh, yeah, clapping, clapping. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. There's she's she just panic just, goes across her face, and then she starts clapping again. like,
1: oh, my gosh, did they actually let Ben Affleck in here? <laughs> that could very
0: well have been it. Hey, we're past our break here. We've got to take hey, a break. I know we do. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.